What is your go-to reaction when you're in a moment of overwhelm? When your kids are disobedient and maybe they're really pushing your buttons, um, maybe they were refusing to do their work or fighting or whatever is the common scenario in your home. How do you usually react? Well, usually when we're triggered, we either fight, flight, or freeze. And honestly, in my weak moments, sometimes I feel like I do all three. I yell and then I feel really overwhelmed and my brain won't work so I freeze and panic and then I flee into the bathroom to hide. And I really wish that wasn't true of me sometimes but in all honesty that that is how I feel sometimes and that is my my reaction when in those moments of overwhelm. So how do those hard overwhelming moments play out in your house? How do they play out for you? Because what if I told you there was another response that would serve you so much better than fighting, fleeing, or freezing? Today, we're talking about how praise is going to change it all for you, save you in those hard, overwhelming moments, and totally turn them around. Plus, in the next part of this two-part series, we're going to talk about how praise actually rewires your brain so that you're more equipped to handle the situation in a way that it doesn't get so overwhelming in the first place. And it's physically proven to change that your the way that your brain responds. So in this part of this series, we're diving into a study of Acts 16, and I'm really excited about it. So let's get started. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the show. I am so grateful that you are joining me here. So today we're talking about homeschooling being a little intense sometimes and how praise can really honestly change a lot of things when it gets intense. So I mean, we don't have to lie and pretend that homeschooling is all rainbows and butterflies and that it's not hard because if we're honest, sometimes it's like just really emotionally exhausting. And honestly, we are going through it lately. Like forecast today, stormy with a period of intense sibling fighting, unstable emotions expected to last well into the night with a chance that no schoolwork will get done. That is like what it's been like in our house. And whether you're dealing with sibling fighting, unstable preteen emotions, toddler tantrums, disobedience, your own health issues or the health issues of other people in your family, whatever stress you are under, it can wear on you emotionally. And sometimes it brings out our worst. And I get it. Like I know the struggle. But today we're going to talk about the solution, praise and worship. What? 
you thought I was going to walk you through like three steps of <laughs> some system, which we will actually get to in the next part of this series. But let's talk about the root of what works. So we were created for worship. 1 Corinthians 10.31 tells us, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. For the glory of God means to his honor, to praise him. So we are called to worship. And really, God makes no mistakes because it just so happens that worship is just what we need to actually get through the hard moments of our days. Like literally, worship is physically proven to change the way your brain responds in stressful moments. So let's take a little walk through Acts 16 and look at a biblical example of how praise just turned their situation around when Paul and Silas were put into jail. So Acts 16.25 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So guys, this is after they'd been falsely accused beaten and then thrown in prison with their feet shackled. And I don't know, I don't know about you. And this is going to sound a little over the top, but sometimes that is how I feel on the homeschool days. That I'm falsely accused, I'm beaten down, and then I'm in a prison, stuck in the house, shackled, feeling like I have to do these things, but I, I'm not sure how to get them done anymore because we have just been through like the emotional ringer. And like obviously that is a stretch and not in any way in reality close to what Paul and Silas were going to, but sometimes it feels that way. So in the middle of this stress, what did they do? They sang hymns and praised God. That was their go-to reaction. And honestly, I pray for that much faith, for the Lord to help me to turn to praise and worship in those hard moments because we've been trying it and it works. So anyway, the verse continues, and the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. So they sang hymns and praises and God responded with supernatural power. The doors were opened and the cuffs were unfastened. And I want you to think about your life in the power of praise. Maybe you're familiar with the feeling of praising and being set free from whatever was holding you in bondage, that feeling that it had all been just lifted away when you were praising the Lord. And that feeling is amazing. That feeling is, is just undescribable. And maybe you're not familiar with that feeling, but this is an invitation for you to try it out, to, to seek the Lord in praise. And I know that he is going to deliver, right? The Bible tells us, and the Lord is faithful. Now, I want to point out that Paul and Silas, their praise didn't just help themselves. They weren't the only ones who were set free. It says that everyone's chains who were in the prison, all of their chains were unfastened. And this is the power that praise has. So when we praise out loud, and sometimes even when we praise inside, it affects the people around us too. 
right? The Holy Spirit comes in and makes moves, not only in our hearts and our circumstances, but also in the people around us. He sets everyone free. Now think of the power that this could have in your home, in your homeschool. So I'm gonna paint a little picture for you. So emotions are running high. Your, your usual go-to might be to, to flee, to fight, or to freeze, but instead, you're gonna stop and you're gonna put on some praise music or maybe you're gonna sing a cappella, or maybe you're gonna pull out your ukulele because you learned a couple of praise and worship songs and you are gonna praise and you're gonna watch the prison doors open because when you can make that change in your brain and submit and really praise, it's gonna change what's going on in your brain and then the people around you, all of your kids who are acting nonsensical and wrapped up in their huge emotions, they're gonna be changed too. Like people can't resist a good song, really. People can't resist praise and they're gonna be set free. And like every once in a while, you know, we, we try this and I do get a little pushback, but it doesn't last for long. Like if you continue praising, I promise you, eventually all of the children in your home, everyone's gonna, gonna get turned around because the power is real. All right, so the verse continues in Acts 11. Hold on, we were in Acts 16. I wrote down 11. I'm going to go with what I know. Acts 16, 27. My notes must be wrong. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So I want to point out that an important part of this story is what Paul and Silas didn't do. They didn't escape when their cuffs and their chains came undone and the doors flew open because they knew what harm it would cause for the jailer. So in ancient Rome, the jailer was responsible for the prisoners to the point where they could be put to death if the prisoners escaped. And sometimes the things that we don't do, just like the thing that Paul and Silas didn't do, they didn't run away, the things that we don't do speak just as loud as the things that we do do. We do do. <laughs> so... um I have a history of kind of getting sucked into the kids' chaos. I don't like, I don't like to admit it, but sometimes I do, right? The kids are yelling, so I start yelling. Or the kids like are throwing things and I throw something to get their attention. And I'm not, not proud of it by, by any means, but I actually, we watched this, this lesson on the Bible Project and if you are not familiar with the Bible Project, you really should check them out. They are really awesome. Have some really great Bible videos that the kids love to watch along with me. And they are so informative and really great. So we were watching one called The Chaos Dragon. And it was about how the Lord, there was chaos, right? And he he basically, out of the chaos, created the Garden of Eden. So he is, and all the other things, right? He is constantly creating peace out of the chaos. But we still have this, this chaos is still there, the chaos dragon, which is our, the enemy, right? It's Satan. And the legend, so it talks briefly about the legend of dragons and how it goes that if 
a dragon slayer wants to slay a dragon, sometimes instead they get pulled into wanting to use the power of the dragon. And I see this, right? So me and the kids have talked about this and we talk about the chaos dragon. Sometimes like chaos just takes over and like their big emotions and whatever, their rebellion takes over. And I come in and I try to slay the dragon. I try to slay the chaos dragon. But instead I see the power and I start yelling because I want to use the dragon's power for my own good, right? Or I see that they're throwing something and I throw something to use that power for, for what I want. But it's not right. It's chaos, right? And maybe it's something different for you. Maybe you're not yelling and throwing things like praise the Lord for our good moments, right? Maybe it's sarcasm. Or maybe it's the silent treatment or the cold shoulder or unfair punishments out of anger. Whatever you are tempted to do that you know just isn't right and it's not what the Lord is calling you to do. When we refrain from doing those things that are done out of anger, out of selfishness or our need to control, that will have a lasting impact. That example that you set, how you react in those moments of, of chaos will have a lasting eternal impact. Now in our story in Acts, the jailer, they, he saw these amazing supernatural things happen when Paul and Silas praised. He saw the chains fall off, right? And then he saw how Paul and Silas responded, what they didn't do. They didn't run away and only think about themselves. They thought about the jailer. And then the jailer's heart was changed. So when we're discipling our kids, this can be like a really long process and it might not happen as quickly as it seems to have happened in that story. But your example has an eternal impact on your children. The things that you choose not to do and to do instead, show them the love and power of Jesus. And those examples are what the Holy Spirit is going to use to convict them and lead them to God. All right, so our story doesn't end there. Paul and Silas also followed through. So verse 31 goes on to say, believe in the Lord Jesus. So the jailer asked, how can he be saved? And Paul and Silas say, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. So they followed up. Right? They didn't just say like, oh, you saw it, great, believe in God. I mean, they did say believe in God. But the point is they followed up. They didn't just leave it at that. They followed through and told him what he needed to do to be saved. So we are given like great opportunities in those moments that seem really hard to communicate God's truth to our kids, to speak the word of the Lord to them. Like those circumstances that trigger us are usually the ones that have the most teaching potential. So after the emotions calm down, after you praise your way through the storm and everybody's kind of turned around, then follow up. It might be, you know, just a little bit later or sometimes it's like completely later that day or the next day. Whenever you feel your kids will be, their hearts will be open to receiving this word. Talk to them about the issues that prompted the situation. And like you might not want to wait too long because sometimes like kids have a, their memory about those types of things isn't 
super long. You know, you bring, you're thinking about these things and you bring them up and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. So just a, something to think about. But bring up those issues that prompted the situation and talk about what God's word says about them. Look up Bible verses together. Google it. You, we have an amazing resource on Google. Google Bible verse that talks about, you know, the power of our words or whatever and look it up together open the bible and i know that eventually your kids are going to look back just like the jailer looked back they're going to see god's power through praise they're going to see an example of god's love and hear the word of the lord and just like the jailer they will rejoice along with their entire household that they had believed in god and this might happen soon early on it might happen in that moment that they were like thank you for giving me this this wisdom or you know you know it might be a long journey and it might be into their adulthood that they will finally turn around and rejoice that all of those seeds that you planted had led them to believe in God so I mean let's not act like this is all easy like I don't, it's not easy to rewire our reactions. So in the next part of this series, next episode, I'm talking about the science behind it, how it all changes your brain, and then like a process of how we actually can change our habits. Um, because it's not easy. And honestly, neither is being a parent or homeschooling. And I think that not doing this, not making these changes is so much more emotionally exhausting exhausting because then we're stuck in our old patterns of these triggers overwhelming us all as a family and you know our our unholy reactions our sinful reactions and then having to live with that mom guilt or whatever having to live with those those broken relationships and the way that it hurts each other so i think the the benefit of doing of praising doing what the lord tells us to do it's really like a secret weapon, right? The The Lord has given you the power of praise along with the Holy Spirit to strengthen your patience and his wisdom to guide your kids. And I truly believe that that praise can turn it all around for us. It's what the Lord calls us to do. And he's really been putting it on my heart lately. And as I practice it, I just see that the Lord is faithful. Like what he says is true. He tells us that we should praise. He's created us to worship because it is so beneficial for us. It is the way. It is the way that we are to live. And it is so good. Psalms 95 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Make us, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. All right, so make sure you don't miss the next episode where we dive into the science and the practical tips. And don't forget, right around the corner is the next session of Revival Homeschool Group Coaching. The course starts January 8th. So if you are ready to revamp your homeschool, find rhythms and routines that work for you and your family, if you want to create systems to help you like get the things done so you can like actually do the things that you feel like you're called to do, plus practice spiritual disciplines to help you walk it out with the Lord because that is what it's all about. We can make so many plans, but it is 
the Lord's plans that are going to prevail. When we build our homeschool with him, that is when we walk by the Spirit. That is when we walk in his peace and his love and his joy. If you sign up for the course before December 25th, you can get 20% off with the coupon code HOLIDAY. So I will link the um, put the link to the course in the show notes, or you can go to thenourishedmom.com and click on Revival Homeschool Course. All right, ladies, Lord, I just, I lift each and every one of these listeners up to you, each and every one of these moms, Lord, that you be their comfort, you be their peace, whatever they might be struggling with, Lord, that you just bring them comfort here and now as they are listening, Lord, that your perfect peace just comes over them, Lord. I pray that they do not walk in guilt or shame for parenting mistakes that they have made, Lord, but they see your hope, that they see your conviction, Lord, that you help them turn to you in those moments of stress, that you help them turn to praise in the moments that they feel their weakest, Lord, because you are their strength, Lord. You are their strength. Just let them know that, Lord. Cover them in your peace and your blessings, Lord. I just pray that you that you truly just bring joy to each one of these households, each one of these families who are here listening today. Lord, we praise you because you are good. We praise you because you are the almighty Lord. You are the alpha and the omega. You are worthy of our praise. And when we praise you, Lord, that is when we are in alignment, in alignment with our purpose. And we thank you that you have created things to be so good and to work just perfectly. And that you have, that you love us, Lord, and that, that you want what's good for us and our families. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.